0: We know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for Cubanks, Pants Review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Hey guys, in today's episode, we're talking to Lauren Gentile. She is a PA who has just recently transitioned to being on faculty. So we're talking about why she chose to go to an academic role, Um, and a little bit about her background. Enjoy. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. for listening. If we've never met before, my name is Savannah Perry. I am a dermatology PA and I'm the creator of the PA platform, which is what this little pre-PA club podcast was kind of born out of. But I am really excited for this next couple months because I have some really interesting interviews for you guys. So some things that have been requested, talking to a spouse of someone who's in PA school. So that's coming up. Um, I got a request to talk to a neurology PA, and so we're trying to get that scheduled right now, but if anything, if there's someone or something you want to hear about, please let me know because I would love to try to find those people. A lot of, some of my interviews are people who come to me, some of my interviews are people I find, but if there's something you want to hear, I would love to try to find that for you. Um, it's also interview season right now. So if you're struggling with that, next week we're going to have an episode for you with just some interview tips, kind of basics. It's stuff that's pulled from the PA school interview course. If you missed a few episodes back, we talked about that. It's at prepacourses.com, and of course, you can always use the code FUTUREPA on that, as well as any of the services on the PA platform, including our mock interviews. Um, I'm hoping to introduce you guys soon to a couple new coaches who are joining our team that I'm really excited about, Um, so I'll give some more availability for scheduling mock interviews. But, all right, so before we jump into our interview today with Lauren, and I'll let her introduce herself to you, um, I do want to mention our sponsors, of course, My PA Resource, which is a personal statement editing service specifically for PA School Essays. That's all that they um, edit and do, and so I'm one of the editors. If you have questions about that, you can reach out directly to My PA Resource and you can use that same code, FUTUREPA, for a discount there, as well as on school prep.com which is another online course, but specifically for people who are about to start PA school. So in that kind of awkward interim between getting accepted, starting school, that's where PA School Prep comes in. And you can also use the code PA there for a discount on that course. All right, let's jump into our interview with Lauren, and I think you're going to enjoy it.
1: My name is Lauren Gentile, I'm a physician assistant. Um, I graduated from Rutgers University uh, for my PA degree. I, um, I did urgent care for about a year and then I switched to family med for two years and now um, I'm teaching at the College of St. Elizabeth at their physician
0: assistant program um, and I'm back
1: at the urgent care doing one day a week as my clinical day.
0: Okay, cool. So when did you graduate from PA school?
1: I graduated PA school in
0: 2016. Okay, cool. I graduated in 2014, so yeah, a little bit really? a little right before you. Um, all right, so what what led you to the PA profession?
1: So I always knew I wanted to, to be in the medical field, and I feel like a lot of people who want to be in the medical field, they automatically just think, oh, a doctor or a nurse. Um, and I was actually kind of guilty of that. I, I was – definitely just wanting to do doctor. I always wanted to be, um, you know, to go into medical school. I wanted to be a doctor, but I took two years off in between undergrad and uh, PA school just cause I didn't know if, you know, do I really want to be a doctor? I'm not totally sure. I know I want to be in medicine, but is this really what I wanted? And within that time I actually met a PA in a fitness class and I have never, I had never heard of PAs before, so I wasn't exactly sure what they did, so I, I reached out to him and, and talked to him about um, you know, the, the PA field and the career and what it entails, and I was like, wow, this is actually exactly what I want, the, the lateral mobility, ha- allowing to go into different specialties and kind of spending more time with patients. So that's what shifted my focus from just being a doctor to, to going into the, the PA career.
0: Okay. So once you made that decision, how did your path change? What steps did you take?
1: So I had no patient contact experience whatsoever. Um, so I, I, what I did was for a year, I worked as a clinical information manager or a scribe. So, um, I worked in a, in an ER, but that wasn't really patient contact experience. So the PA that I met through the fitness class, um, His name is uh, John Philip Philip Vesta. He does the Excel Education Pre-Physician Assistant Clerkship Program. So I actually did that program with him um, as his first student. So that's how I gained all of my patient care experience. So I got a lot of hours with him, and it really solidified my, um, you know, want and need to go to PA school.
0: All right. So did you – so you kind of did all the necessary steps, and then it came time to apply – what were you looking for in a program when it came to that application process? So I, I definitely
1: wanted a program that um, had a, a high pass rate on the pants. I wanted to make sure that they really prepared you because at the end of the day, you, you got you to gotta pass that exam. You have to get your license. Um, so I wanted to make sure of that. And I also wanted to be sure that there was a lot of time on clinical rotations. Um, so uh, Rutgers, they, they had... A little bit longer of a of a program three years so we got a lot of experience on rotations um which was awesome and we also had about a class size of 50 but it was like a very like um one-on-one you know all the professors knew your name so I, I also wanted that experience and
0: Rutgers definitely gave me that okay how many schools did you apply to
1: I actually just applied to Rutgers. I know oh. I should have applied to more than one, but I was putting all of my eggs in one basket there. Um, thankfully, I got in, but I know that's not really the, the best route to go just to apply to one
0: program. Did you feel confident in your application or were you kind of just like, I'm going to throw this out there and see what happens?
1: I did feel confident. I feel like sometimes you just got to go with your gut. and I was like, I just think that this is the right choice. and um, and I got in, but I know that You know, you definitely should be applying to more, but I had a feeling that it was the right choice.
0: And that's something that's interesting because I feel like um, there is, in some cases, a mentality of I'm just going to figure out where I fit the requirements and apply to all of those programs and not really that thought of like, is this actually a good fit? Do they have what is going to be the best for me as far as learning environment, or like you said, a little bit longer program where you get more experience. Um, so that's, that's interesting that, I mean, you kind of went the opposite route and actually put thought into it and chose somewhere that you felt like was a really great fit. And obviously they agreed, which is awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> got you. into Yeah. School. Um, what, what do you think stood out the most about your application?
1: Um, I think in terms of the application, um, I really do think that the Excel program helped me kind of like stand out from from other people Um, just because it's such a unique program and and it gave me um, just this patient contact experience that I don't think I could have gotten anywhere else. I mean, I was able to speak to patients every single day, get involved with, you know, how they were doing um, at the facility that they were at. It was nothing medical, but... um, you know, I was able to build relationships with patients. It was like, it was a, I think mine was a, almost a year or nine months or a year, um, that I was in that program. And it really just made me develop my, my patient skills. Cause I think a lot of times people too, when they start PA school, they haven't even touched a patient. So I was very comfortable with speaking to patients. Um, you know, I would listen to heart and lungs and, It made me realize exactly what a PA does, and I've done a couple of interviews for pre-PA students and even um, students wanting to go to the Excel program and even interviews for people who want to go to PA school, and I think they don't even really know what a PA is um, sometimes, And, and that really solidified my understanding of what a PA does, so I think that really helped me
0: when I went on my interview. And that's something specific to the New Jersey area, is that right? Yeah, yep. Gotcha. Um, so once you got into Rutgers, um, what was the most difficult part of PA school for you? So we talked a little bit before that y'all have your first class starting in less than a month at college of St. Elizabeth. So what, what would your advice be to those people who are about to jump into probably the hardest couple of years of their life?
1: Yes, definitely. I think for me, the hardest part was the stamina of just keep going. You know, you get fed all of this information in such a short amount of time and you get tested on it. And then right when you think you're going to have a break, you don't. You get a bunch more information thrown at you. You got to take a test on it. It's, it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even so much the information that was difficult, I guess. I mean, of course, obviously, the information is not easy. But I think it was just constantly having to study every single day on the weekends, on the holidays, and you had to keep that up. Um, my program was three years, but even if it's 27 months, even if it's two years, it's a long time to just have to sit down every night and study and keep going and keep going without saying like, okay, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that up was a little bit rough,
0: but. Did y'all get breaks at Rutgers at being three years? Yeah. So the
1: first year we had summer off, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but then the second year we had rotations all through summer.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then you transitioned into urgent care, was yes. that kind of where you envisioned yourself ending up in family medicine or what were your kind of thoughts and how'd you end up in that role?
1: So initially I actually wanted to work with HIV AIDS patients. Um, that was my ultimate passion. I absolutely loved it. When I was in PA school, I got to rotate for four weeks, I mean, eight weeks um with uh at an hiv clinic and i just fell in love with it i tried everything i could to find a job in it but there was just no openings yeah um i went I, i'm from new jersey so i called almost all of the clinics that you could possibly find in new jersey and they they just there weren't any jobs so i actually went to my advisor and i said what do i do because this is what i love but i don't know where to go next and her advice to me was you know when you graduate pa school my advice is to kind of stick to something that you can get experience from all across the board. So either ER, urgent care, where you see everything, you can use all of your skills. Um, So that's why I applied to an urgent care um, to start.
0: Okay, cool. Do you think that was helpful in solidifying that education? I went into Durham and I feel like I've lost so much of my knowledge over the past five years.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, when you get, when you go to urgent care or ER, I think in any field, like you're kind of just thrown in, you got to start. So urgent care was everything. Um, it, it could range from a cold to a huge laceration. So um, you really had to kind of use the skills that you just learned. So I think it's a great place to start if you want to practice your skills really learned everything across the board. It really, it, it was a great, it was a great first job for me.
0: What, what would a typical day working in urgent care look like?
1: So for urgent care, um, you, you would start the day by seeing how many people would be waiting outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, at the door. Um, but it, it's, it's very busy. It's very fast paced. Um, patients can come in. It depends on the urgent care that you work for. They, they may come in for just plain old physicals for school. Um, so you would deal with that. But everything every day is different. Um, you can have a slow day where there's not many patients or you can have a very, very busy day um, where you see four patients an hour. Um, again, ranging from things very basic to, to broken bones. Um, and in between when you kind of have the downtime, you can do labs, you can do callbacks to see how the patients are doing, um, and do kind of, and do kind of paperwork. But every day I feel like in urgent care, it, it was, it was just so different.
0: And so now that you're moving into academics, you'll only be doing one clinical day a week. Yes.
1: And I, and I'm actually going, I'm at the same urgent care that I was previously, um, when I first started, yeah, so I'm there one day a week.
0: What When you were full time there, what were your demands as far as days per week?
1: So it was two 12s and two 8s, um, two 12 hours and two 8 hours. Okay. So, and then you had to work, it was, I think, at least two weekend days a month or, or four, I think it was. It, it wasn't bad. You know, I feel like there's benefits to everything oh, yeah. with urgent care you know, even though you had to do 12 hours, you had the next day off, yeah. you know, so that was really nice. Um, but it, it, it varied depending on which days you worked, but you had to work some holidays and some weekends.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, now that you're shifting into an academic role, what yeah. kind of, I mean, was that something that you envisioned yourself doing or what inspired that change? You know, I, I never like said to myself, oh, I'm
1: going to be in academics one day. But um, I've always had, um, I've always had like um, a draw towards education. When I was an undergrad, I tutored um, students in biology and in, and in English. And I really like that one-on-one kind of mentoring a student. And with the Excel program, which I now i am a part of, um, I, I don't do any formal teaching of lectures, but, you know, we, we teach the students what makes it, you know, how do you... Um, write a good essay or, or how do you interview well and just kind of that like peer-to-peer um, mentoring and teaching I was like oh, I, I really I really like this um, and I just kind of kept my feelers out and I saw the opening at St. Elizabeth and I was like this is this is great and now I'm here
0: awesome so what will your role be there
1: so I'm an assistant professor um, so I will be teaching full-time and um, the, the first class I'm doing is Patient-Centered Communication and Approach to Diversity. So I'm going to be teaching um, just how to really communicate with patients of all different backgrounds, of all different statuses. Um, and then I'm also going to be teaching how to take a patient history, which should be pretty fun. Um, I'm excited to do that this, uh, this first semester.
0: Cool. That sounds fun. Um, I've always kind of wanted to get into teaching, but... Um, I also like working in Durham, so, um, I I go and help out with my program when I can and then obviously do kind of some teaching and guidance through the PA platform. But, um, so have you been able to help with admissions at all? Yeah,
1: I actually did a little bit because I just started in July, mm-hmm. um, so they were interviewing students prior to me starting, but um, I did a couple of interviews, and, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I was in that position, so it's nice to to see students in the same position that you were in and just making them feel good while they're there. I mean, they're nervous, they're worried, but um, it's really cool just to kind of be on the other side and see what, what we're looking for for a, a you know, a a PA student.
0: What would you say from what you've seen and um kind of through the application process, what would you say makes a strong PA school applicant or makes someone stand out to you that makes you either go, I want to meet them, or at an interview makes you go, This person's awesome, they need to be in our class?
1: You know, I really think what makes um an applicant stand out is is they have a passion or they um they come from a background other than science or medicine. Uh, You know, I feel like everyone sort of looks similar when they apply and that they've all had their biology courses, all their chem courses, they've been EMTs, they've been, you know, um, CMAs, they're all in the medical fields. But um, I recently just interviewed a a girl who was an English major and she just took all the required courses to get in. But she, she said, I really think that being an English major helped me because now I know how to communicate with different populations um, of people and the, the art of language. And I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Like a huge part of medicine and healthcare is knowing how to effectively communicate. So I thought that that made her stand out totally from from other applicants that I've seen. So I think when you come from a little bit of a different background or you have something other than medicine, because we all love medicine, we all are gonna. Um, Come from a science background, but if you have that something a little different, I, to me, it really makes you stand
0: out. Have you seen
1: any major red flags? Um, it, It's crazy, but people don't know what PAs are, and they yeah. still apply, and they, they come to an interview, and it it blows my mind that they don't know the role of a PA and, um, and what they do, and that that's a red flag because, you know, if you don't know what it is, why do you want to
0: be a PA? Yeah, that, that is a red flag for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should probably know what you're applying for. Um, exactly. All right. And then what, so a lot of people, it's September. So a lot of people are kind of in this waiting game right now. Yeah. Um, what advice so let's say someone's applied maybe they aren't getting interviews or they're not hearing back from interviews what kind of advice would you give to that applicant right now so i feel like if they're in the waiting process and they're they're waiting to hear back from a
1: school at this point i would just say let it be i mean you can obsess over it you know think what you could have done better think you you sent something that was you know not what the school wanted but Cause I, I did that. I was like obsessing over my application, but I feel like after a certain point, you just have to let it be. Um, You applied, you have to wait and see. And if it doesn't turn out the way that you wanted to, you know, you will find a way to get into school. If it's something that you want, just know that you will do whatever it takes to get in. But I think when you're kind of stressing out and obsessing over hearing back or, um, you know, waiting to hear from the school, I think you kind of just have to let that go a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a tough tough place to be in, but yeah, I can't change anything. Just keep working on stuff. Um, Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking your time, and we'll put the link to how to contact everyone at um, the College of Saint Elizabeth in the in the description. Um, Awesome. But yeah, and any other advice or tips or insights? I just think if if it's
1: something that you want you can do it. And and I think, too, a lot of people who are applying think they have to be the smartest in their class or they've had to do these crazy, you know, things before applying to school, like go on these, you know, crazy missions and stuff like that, which are all wonderful. But if it's something you really want, don't doubt yourself just because you may think you're not, you know, that you may not be able to compare to somebody else because you have something to give. And if you want it, you absolutely can do it.
0: That is perfect advice because, yeah, everyone, everyone's story is unique. <laughs> doesn't yes, have to be exactly. crazy. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I'm sure thank this was super helpful. Thank you. All right, guys. There you have it. So I hope you found that helpful. If you have any questions, remember, you can reach out to me directly on Instagram at the PA platform or my email, Savannah with no H at the PA com. Actually, probably info at thepaplatform.com is easier. But I'm around. I would love to hear from you. I would love to see your review. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.